0: what's up everybody and welcome to the stand-up guys podcast episode 115 i'm your host the incomparable zach jones and i'm joined as always by my brother from the same mother lester jones what's up everybody and of course let's see who uh, else we got with us it's none other than the ninth wonder Chocolate Thunder, eating that stink eye and getting that pink eye, lover of the vag and the Tarnished Sheriff's badge. He's got two for the pink, one for the stink, tattooing the ladies with his
1: Indian ink, the
0: phenomenal A.J.
1: Singh. Simultaneously high and low praise right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will be bringing you our review (laughs) of the uh, She-Hulk finale. They saved Uh, the best for last. (laughs) Ooh. We got some stuff to say about this. We got some talking to do. <laughs> but uh, we'll save that for, for later in case anyone's leery of uh, spoilers. Um, guys, though, what else have you been watching this week? Anything good you want to talk about?
1: Uh, I did watch this really stupid episode of Deadliest Warrior. Like, Well, what is Deadliest Warrior to begin with? Oh, there's a show that used to come on, like, I think Spike TV. Oh, I vaguely remember this now. Yeah, it was like they would have, like, these... Fake battles between soldiers from different times. Right, periods. they'd be
0: like, "What? What happened if a Mongol fought a Spartan?" Yeah, and bullshit yeah, it like was that. The
1: stupidest show. But uh, they did like the stupidest episode of a stupid show, which was uh, vampires versus zombies. Oh, wow. They were really running low <laughs> on ideas. Yeah, they really did. And they were just making up all kinds of shit in this episode. They were like, all right, so uh, a vampire is about six times stronger than an athlete, than a human athlete. A <laughs> uh, vampire will have a, a bunch of teeth, not just two teeth. And they were like, uh, zombies, you know, they they have the bite force of an alligator or something. <laughs> they were just making shit up. They, they tested all this stuff on animals, and they were just making up the stupidest thing. It was just so... Like, after watching that episode, you realize that all their other episodes, like Spartan versus Legion or whatever, like, it's just, it's all bullshit. Like, it's so made up, fictitious. Like, there's no science behind it. I mean, I
0: I feel like a vampire is going to be able to figure out how to, like, shoot a zombie through the head or or destroy its brains before the zombie is going to figure out how to like put a wooden stake through the vampire. The the
2: thing is, what if you just have zombie vampires and vampire zombies?
0: That is true. What would happen if the zombie actually was able to convert one of the vampires? Then the vampire, I guess would go, you know, yeah. After other vampires.
2: I'll I'll follow this under who gives a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's a thought
1: exercise,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> uh,
1: what else besides vampires versus
0: these zombies?
1: I also uh, I heard that um, DC is uh, getting rid of some of their uh, animation staff. So, like uh, Warner Brothers is actually like uh, firing some of their animation staff from uh, DC Comics, like for their you know short cartoons and stuff like that. So, I think they're they're. Divesting or whatever, like out of that.
2: Yeah. How, that, how many cartoons do they have?
1: Well, I mean, well, I don't know how
0: many they have currently in production, but like they're the parent company of Cartoon Network, so.
2: Okay, so we're not talking about just DC Comics.
1: Yeah, it's also cartoon. Yeah.
0: Also well, cartoon. Warner Brothers. I would. Although assume. has Cartoon yeah.
2: Network been doing that much?
0: Like they they slipped. I don't know if they've had a hit in a long time. Or it's it's hard to tell without true. having normal like television. Like who knows? Yeah,
2: mm. that's true.
0: But, you know, when that news story came out a couple months ago that they weren't going to show that new Batman cartoon on HBO Max and they were going to let them shop that around to other, like, streamers. Like, it kind of sounded at that point that for whatever reason they were really going to cut their animation. And I, I I don't really know what the reasoning for that is. Like, it seemed like the idea was to make HBO a more adult platform or something. But, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you leave that kid money on the table, you know? I don't know. But, well, and adults like cartoons, too, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like a weird move to me, but what do you think about it?
1: Uh, it sucks to see some of those shows go, you know? I really liked Harley Quinn. I wonder if, you know, if that's going to go. I mean, that's been such a big hit for them. I would think they would almost,
0: like, grandfather that one in. Yeah. It keep would. It. Well, I, I say it's a hit. I don't know if that's true, but it seems like... At least critically, like people like it, mm-hmm. and they're up to like what three seasons or something of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I would think they would keep that one around, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: I hope so. I hope they keep it around.
0: What else on the
2: old viewing? Uh... I don't know if y'all have watched anything. I know we watched Hocus Pocus two with the kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, you guys, you told me about this. So what? What did you guys think of the long-awaited sequel of Hocus Pocus two?
1: It was all right. Yeah, that's what I expected. I, I knew it wasn't gonna like top the first one. The first one was a classic, but it was like uh, just a fun nostalgic ride, you know.
0: What was the uh, the main plot of this one?
1: The Sanderson sisters are, are brought back by um, these by this what this girl and her her boyfriend or something.
2: Well, kind of, but there's like that historian who like is maintaining the oh, right. uh, the house is like a gift shop, but like somehow the book. Gets him to make a black another black candle, mm-hmm. something like that, and then they light it, and
1: they bring back the Sanderson sisters. They
2: come back again.
0: Do they bring back like the brother sister characters from the first movie? No.
2: What about the cat? Pretty much just the uh, the Sandersons are back. There is a black cat, but it's not a. It's just kind of like a red herring. It's not a a, yeah. a kid.
1: <laughs> they do bring back uh, Billy Butcherson.
0: Oh, is that the zombie yeah. character? Yeah. No, I f- I forget because like I've only seen that first one a couple times. The cat was actually like a guy trapped in a cat's
2: body yeah. or something, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They killed his sister and then like they transformed him into a cat or something. At the end of the first movie, does he become human again? Or? He gets like he gets fine to go off to his like final resting or whatever. He's oh, like okay. goodbye, goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> one of those. He's the cat that gets to go upstate to a farm
0: upstate. <laughs> um, did you think that uh, Bette Midler still
1: had? It? <laughs>
2: I don't know if she looked terribly different from the first one.
1: <laughs> I mean, they definitely looked older, but you
2: know, I... they they had like a casting of them as children, and like the the girl who played her really. Um, was pretty uh, a pretty good method actor and like taking some of her like mannerisms and stuff. I felt like yeah, she did a good job for for a kid. I thought it was pretty impressive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now AJ, I almost forgot, but right before we started, you rem- you reminded me that uh, you and I at least did watch that uh, Werewolf by Night right. special. Um, I liked it. I, I you know I like the aesthetically they really like leaned into like a 19 like 40s horror movie with the black and white even like the title cards at the beginning they even had like the fake like film grain and a little fake film tearing you know just to give you that feel and then i even like at the very end they kind of have that you know wizard of oz pleasantville moment where it switches from the black and white to the color with the woman Mm -hmm. and i thought that was a nice touch
1: um yeah what do you think I like the show, you know. Uh, it, uh, the whole style, like, aesthetically was pleasing. Uh, the story, you know, it's something that I've seen like a million times right. before. But uh, the style was awesome. Uh, I liked, you know, introducing new characters that I, I definitely wasn't expecting to see. Uh, and it was fun for Halloween, too. It was kind of like for the season. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Now, like, I've, I've read a few comics where, like, that Elsa Bloodstone character I shows never up. of her. And, like, I want to say in the comics, her character is, like, much more, like, a more cheeky le- character. In, in this, she would seem to, you know, a little bit se- on the serious side. Okay. Where in the comics, I think she's, uh, you know, a little more... uh Deadpool-ish kind of style? Or? Not quite as outlandish as Deadpool, but, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit closer to that, you know. Okay. Uh Maybe a little more quippy and out there, but... Um, But, yeah, that actress they got seemed fine. Uh, Mm. Now, do you, with these characters, like, would you prefer they maybe just do one of these Halloween specials every year? Or would you like to see them filtered into other
1: MCU stories? I'm down with just a Halloween special every year.
0: I would be fine with that, too. I mean... The only place I think you could maybe fit him in is like with Blade because he's kind of fighting, you know, vampires in the supernatural.
1: Right, right. Like the Midnight Sun sort of thing. Yeah, they could do maybe something like that. Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, if they just wanted to do like a Halloween special every year with these
1: guys. Yeah, I'd be uh, down for it. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I think they should do that for all the holidays. Some sort of like, uh, you know, like Thanksgiving. I don't know how they would do it. Oh, Hawkeye. (laughs) Oh <laughs> well, better, better than that. <laughs> I know. I don't think this year, but next year, Wandavision was also Halloween, by the way. Cause like,
0: I thought or... she came out in the spring. Well, it
1: came out in the spring, but there was like Halloween episodes. Oh, okay. So it had
0: like kind of the theme in there, you know. Um, actually, you know, they're giving Agatha her own show. Really, they should just do a Halloween special with her. She doesn't oh, need yeah. a full season, but... that's right. Um they are doing that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I don't think this year maybe next year. Oh, okay. Um so that ought to be entertaining. Um but yeah, it is fun for them to do those things every now and again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate. I used to love the Simpsons when they would do their uh, Halloween specials. Those are my favorites.
0: You know, I don't know if it's true but there was a rumor online that Marvel instead of doing like so many like of these series of like, you know, so many like half hour episodes they they might just do like you know a special that's a couple hours long mm-hmm. you know which i think i would be in favor of <laughs> to yeah. be honest yeah especially
1: <laughs> when it comes to certain like she-hulk type shows <laughs> right and we could just like
0: review like you know <laughs> yeah. one show and not drag it out so much yeah um but yeah werewolf by night i, I would recommend it to anyone who hasn't yeah, watched it uh, watch. i think it's worth it
2: um let's see guys watch anything else? I don't think we talked about it. I did like polish off the monsters. Like I watched half of it drunk. Oh you actually watched that? And then I watched <laughs> the other shit. half at their house one
1: night. Oh yeah, I watched some of that too. It looked terrible. It was yeah, it was
2: as advertised. Super campy, <laughs> uh just kind of uh Yeah. Just yeah. something completely different.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I saw one review of it and they're basically like this was definitely made for like kids. But they're uh, at the same time they're like, but I don't know if kids today would be into the monsters, you know. So it was like, yeah, Who is this made it's for? Uh
2: that's a interesting question.
0: <laughs> like did it actually make sense? I mean, I mean roughly,
2: yeah. The storyline. <laughs> Visually was it shitty? I mean it was it was like the advertisement. <laughs> it was super campy, it was choppy, it was it had like a lot of the um you know, basically cutaways and themes that you'd see in in the, the old show. Did it have any, like, legit laughs in it? Uh, not too much. And it wasn't, like, so bad it's good type of thing? Ah, I don't know. I was drinking, <laughs> but I wasn't really laughing. I only finished half while I was drinking, and then I was like, yeah, I'll finish it out. Because I, I was just looking for something to watch.
0: <laughs> oh, I did want to
2: say R.I.P. To Angela Lansbury. I wanted to talk about this because, like, many times I'd heard you, like, um, opine that, like, if you were 50 years older,
1: (laughs) like, you would have been been
2: hitting that or, like, pretty good.
1: They've been passing her pictures around, like, now that she's dead, like, of her young. She was a stone-cold fox when she was young. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: no, he was, like... You know, she'd be writing like my my murdered vagina she wrote.
1: <laughs>
2: my absolutely utterly destroy, be destroyed mur- down parts she wrote. That'd be a murder she couldn't solve. <laughs> <laughs> my anus is ruined and there's a horrible pink sock now she like. <laughs> Zach Jones fucked me so hard <laughs> that my dentures are loose, she wrote. I think I did solve the murder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Zach just put Angela Lannaberry
0: <laughs> down. She is the star of one of my all-time favorite movies, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. You ever watch that? I've seen some of it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. <sighs> Witches fighting Nazis. It doesn't get any better than that. You always, anything with
2: Nazis takes it up a notch. Oh, there's a quote we can pull out.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I finished the uh, that Sniper game again. Oh, Sniper Elite sniper 4. Sniper Elite. Is it 4 or 5? Yeah, one of those. Did you like it? I love shooting Nazis. You're going to pay that
0: extra money to for the Hitler expansion? It,
2: it, it's my favorite genre. Just capping Nazis not sniping. <laughs> I like sniping games.
1: It's so black and white, like we can we can all just agree Nazis are the bad guys, but like, Yeah, there's no
2: gray line with Nazis. Yeah. It's like they're Nazis. Yeah,
1: but I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, My uncle. I don't wanna play
2: <laughs> I don't wanna play a game where there's like a like a gray line you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like hey, America's uh, going to Iraq to kill people for oil. Right. <laughs> like right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey there's a kid
1: Yeah that uh, one feels a little more
2: <laughs> Shoot him using your drone 10,000 points It's like uh. a
0: realistic like Vietnam simulator <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, I just killed this whole family yeah. in village <laughs> <laughs> Burnt it down <laughs> That'd be an awful mission <laughs> Go burn this village
2: <laughs> Yeah a um, People running away
0: napalm
2: <laughs> just awful shit
0: the only other thing i watched is uh last night i watched the most recent episode of andor which uh, was the heist episode you know they've been predicted bu- they've been building up to the heist man you gotta get on board with this show it's really good
2: i mean i probably will watch it at some point
0: it's definitely got a like i was saying like a very different tone than all the other star wars shows it's much more serious much more grim but it's it's very good Man,
2: heist. There's always got to be
0: something that goes
2: wrong in a heist, doesn't it? Everything. Well, the more that goes wrong, the better. That's the theory behind a heist film. If it just worked, then you'd be like, that was a bullshit heist. (laughs) No fucking problems.
0: They do all this planning, and then it's just like, yeah,
2: worked perfectly. It's like Groundhog's Day where he just walks up and walks away with the money. (laughs) That was a lot easier than I would have thought.
0: But yeah, Andor continues to impress. I like it. Oh man, you guys didn't got any other small talk stories before we get into stories?
2: I got nothing. I had nothing crazy this week. I just been working.
0: Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, it's been by Didn't have time to watch too much new stuff. I did
1: see a guy fall off his skateboard today. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's always that always <laughs> lifts the mood. Yeah, there was, like, a busy street, and I was like, that's pretty dangerous for him to be riding a skateboard here. <laughs> then he fell, and I was like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy's going to get hit. Jeez. Thanks, guy. <laughs> I had to pass him up, and I was like, I was like a lane over. I was <laughs> like, I'm not going to go near this guy. Yeah,
2: I'd stop and help, but, uh, <laughs> nah. Uh,
0: man, um, like, a couple... Years ago. It was when I was still uh, working for H&R Block, and, like, uh, sometimes I would have to walk to that one where I basically had to walk, you know, from here past the movie theater. And you know how there's – when you go into the movie theater, there's, like, that hill there. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking down that hill one day, and I get right to the bottom, and, like, I can hear this guy. He's skateboarding down. And when he gets almost, like, right beside me, like, right at the at the bottom there, like, he hits a little bit of, like, uneven pavement or something, and he does, like, a full flip. And I think he would have been seriously hurt, except he was wearing a backpack, so he landed on the backpack uh-huh. rather than just, like, straight up his back. And, like, a part of me was like, well, I should go over and, like, see if he's okay and offer to, to like, help him up. But at the same time, he was carrying this, like, really large teddy bear, <laughs> and I was like... God, I don't want to risk this. <laughs> I was like, Since this is too weird. He's
1: just yeah. going to steal his backpack. <laughs> the teddy bear killer.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, he was giving me a weird vibe.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is weird. Like, why would he be like skateboarding holding this like giant teddy bear?
1: Maybe it's to break his fall in the
0: front. <laughs> I mean, he might have been better off if he fell. From like on the front on the bear, but yeah, he did like this whole flip and like landed on his
2: back. He wasn't like laying there bleeding out, and you're like, oh man, that sucks. (laughs) No, that's a bad one. No, he got back up and he (laughs) like, sorry, I have this pathological thing where I can't be late for work. (laughs) He got up and skateboarded on his way.
1: But you seem fine.
2: Like if you're a skateboarder, you're gonna take some knocks. I guess that's just part of the territory. But yeah, but yeah.
0: Once I saw the giant teddy bear, I was like, I question this guy's sanity, and I don't really want to get involved. <laughs> right.
2: This guy's obviously making good life choices. <laughs> <laughs> he just skated, boarded from like 300 miles from a carnival to give his girlfriend this. Giant I mean, teddy bear.
0: yeah, it could have been a, like a totally sane guy, and he's like, "Oh, I got my girlfriend this giant teddy bear," but <laughs> I didn't want to risk it. <laughs> <laughs> um guys should we get into story time i ain't got much for you i don't know if i have anything for you let's see (laughs) that's promising that's that's par for the course um usually i have one uh anybody who hasn't watched or listened we're gonna go around the table everybody's gonna bring a wacky news story from around the globe and we'll see if we can't just make something funny and or entertaining out of it and as tradition dictates we usually start with aj so aj
1: what do you got for us It's been a slow week, but uh, I found, like, an absurd story, so let's see. Uh, London YouTuber claims to have been abducted by aliens and fallen in love with them. Uh, To find her soulmate, London actress Abby Bella looked to the skies. She claims that she fell for an alien after it swept swept into its UFO and right off her feet. After it swept her into its UFO and right off her feet. I can't read, guys. I
2: was like, this is either bad writing or you're bad at
1: reading. (laughs) a little bit of uh, the second one. (laughs) Uh, Bored by the pandemic and unimpressed by the offerings of on Earth, Bella explained that she joked online about wanting an alien to abduct her. Before long, she began to have dreams of a white light, and then on May 31st, Bella said she heard a voice in her dream. It commanded her to wait in the usual spot. Bella had never heard the voice before, and yet she says she knew what it meant. The next evening, I sat. I sat next to my open window. Bella said she waited, and she said she said she began to fall asleep around 12:15 a.m. A flying saucer swept into view. Before Bella knew it, she wasn't in her bedroom anymore. Uh, she, there was a bright green beam which transported me into the UFO. Mo- uh, "'Most might be alarmed by such a turn of events, but not Bella. "'I'm one of those people who all my life had weird encounters,' she explained on her YouTube channel. <laughs> "'Nevertheless, Bella soon found herself where f- very few humans claimed to have ever gone, "'in the belly of a flying saucer. "'In Bella's telling, she encountered five aliens in the UFO. "'They were tall and slender, but Bella couldn't make out their true forms. "'I couldn't see them clearly, and they telepathically said I'm not ready to see them in their true form.' Bella
2: Although they think. had
1: huge domes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Uh, but from what I can see, they had a slight green hue and big black eyes with human features such as eyebrows. Uh, in a sketch below, or in a sketch Bella drew uh, for Cater's News, the aliens have round faces and a snail like gaze. Uh, Bella describes them as having big eyes with irises. Uh, but Bella wasn't frightened. On the contrary, she was love struck. There was one who connected with me, she guessed, uh dreaming or describing the feeling as being in love a hundred times or times a hundred. Uh, I didn't get his name, but I felt exactly the same. Uh, however, the star-crossed lovers faced a few hurdles. For one, the alien told her that dating humans was taboo, although he was willing to break the rules. <laughs> For another, Bella wasn't sure that she wanted to leave the planet and never look back. Uh, He said, I had to consent to go with him, but I didn't want to say yes in in case they took me forever. So sadly, Bella left the UFO after just 20 minutes. And back on Earth, she bemoaned the gaping differences between aliens and Earthmen. Aliens offer an extra quality of care. She said, men on Earth just tell lies and have double standards. Some, Bella noted, might be squeamish about Earth-alien relationships. But they just haven't considered interspecies dating. Bella hopes to be a pioneer in this field and normalize interplanetary love. Although many have raised eyebrows, uh, raised an eyebrow at Bella's story, she hard she's hardly alone in claiming an alien encounter. During the pandemic, sightings of UFOs have surged. The NAF, National UFO Center reported that sightings jumped up by one thousand. By a thousand in 2020 to 7,200 recorded encounters with extraterrestrials. Uh, for a long time, said Peter Davenport, the director of the UFO Reporting Center, the government thought that, that people like me are just crazy. We're not. <laughs> uh, okay. The report will examine. They're coming of- around. <laughs> the report will examine a number of undoc- un- of documented encounters with unident- unidentified flying objects to date the government still cannot explain the unusual movements of these objects they have mystified scientists in the military as for Abby Bella and her alien love Bella has not hasn't given up on her long-distance relationship quite yet although she understands if her lover is concerned about cap being captured by the US by the CIA, Uh, She hopes that her alien suitor will brave the risk and visit one day from the Andromeda galaxy. Until the day comes, Bella keeps her overnight bag by the window, waiting for the next time she sees a flash of light from the heavens.
0: I'm going to put on some green face and go to this lady's house (laughs) and see if I can't uh, luck out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Piece of green paper into a circle. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this green construction paper mask with black <laughs> your, on Her <laughs> brain will do all the work for you after
0: that. <laughs> You ever notice how people, they claim they've uh, been abducted, uh, they're they're always... Uh,
2: yeah, they're never but, wrapped too yeah. tight. Yeah. That's how they choose their victims. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey guys, we got to go for the dumb ones, <laughs> man. Like, apparently, like Dan
0: is one of those guys. that's like really into this, and he he believes, you know, people are abducted all the time, and he's always talking about, oh, there's this person, this person claims they lost time, you know, they they woke up and suddenly it was like an hour later. I'm like, hey, you're talking to fucking crazies, Danny. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I guess like he comes from a family that was like um, into the occult, like that, like looking for ghosts and shit. Oh, so he's a real-life Ghostbuster. Right. So it's like, um, yeah, it's part of his family heritage somehow, <laughs> which is, yeah, it's strange. But, yeah, interesting.
0: Let me ask you about UFOs. Do you guys think any of the UFOs that have, you know, uh, been spotted by, like, let's not even say, like, loons, but, like, by the military, supposedly, do you think there's actually been, you know— extraterrestrial crafts that have come to Earth.
2: I don't think it's absolutely impossible. Um, I, I mean, there are ideas where we could move objects, probably within our galaxy. I wouldn't say another galaxy, but we could reach other stars within a reasonable amount of time.
1: I don't know. Just, the universe is so big. You
2: well, know. the universe is big. The nearest uh, galaxy is insanely far away, but inside the galaxy, there are stars You know, we could reach. Like, theoretically, we could reach other stars within our lifetime.
1: But, I mean, that's moving at, like, light speed, right?
2: Uh, a good fraction of light speed, but that's uh, theoretically possible. But, like, the nearest galaxy, I want to say, is, like, 50 million light years away. Yeah. So, that's that's pretty uh, difficult. But, there, I mean, there's still science we haven't discovered yet, and the contradictions...
0: Well, There's this this one guy, I think his name's like Bob Lazar or something like that. Yeah, I've heard of Bob Lazar. Right? And he, he like he used to work for the government and like he went on Joe Rogan or something. And like he he claims that like like I think he claimed that like a, a spacecraft crashed here, the government's in possession of it. And that like multiple spacecraft. And he said like they couldn't like get it working or something, but that it used a device that could manipulate gravity to Basically, you obtain, like, a large amount of, right, of speed. Right, which
2: is some kind of idea of how, where you could get very fast speeds. Right. But
0: but a lot of people have, like, discredited him, and, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I suspect it's not true. He claimed they found the spacecraft in some kind of, like, archeo- archaeological dig or something. But
0: I don't know. But, you know, he did, um, Rogan, he had, like, this Navy guy on there or something, and he talked about how, like, they saw this craft they said they called it like uh said it looked like a tic-tac almost or something you know that kind of shape and they claim he claimed that it was making moves you know that were faster than anything our technology could possibly do right but
2: but nobody's provided any like actual documentation
0: that's the problem anytime these claims are made there's like not uh substantial enough proof
2: but he was like like if he's crafted a story like he's done a decent job of it like he's got like gaps in his explanation that he's just like, I don't know. And like kind of black boxes and weird shit. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He seems like a smart guy who's telling a decent story, but yeah, who knows? But yeah, I mean, I have read papers where they they thought they could send something maybe like the size of an iPhone to the nearest star. and Like if they put everything in place, they could maybe get something there within a span of like 20 years, which I mean, that's a pretty short amount of time.
0: My only thing is, like, if alien crafts are here and they're, like, observing us, I'm like, it, it pisses me off because I'm just like, um, okay, like, reveal yourself already. <laughs> we definitely need the help.
1: <laughs> I mean, if aliens were real, I think they would murder us.
2: Like, if I think if you're an alien species and you see one of these very rare planets that have life, I think I would just observe it. I'd be like, there's like a billion other stars and planets. Like, I don't need, really need to fuck with this one.
0: See, I, I don't think a, um alien race would murder us because, like, if they have the technology to reach us, that means their civilization has been around, like, a lot longer than ours. And, like, what would they murder us for? Like, they don't need resources. They would have a whole galaxy full of resources, anything they wanted. And it's, like, also, like, if they've been around longer than us, most likely they're more civilized.
1: I don't know. I'm sure they'll oh, figure God. out something that we could be useful for for them. Like, Unless it was a situation where, like, their race was, like, destroyed
0: by an AI and then that AI is coming for us. <laughs>
2: I mean, I robots know. were the most likely candidate for uh, interstellar space. Oh, yeah. If we're ever actually visited by a
0: craft, it won't be piloted by, like, you know, an organic being. It'll be a, a robot of some
1: sort. I don't know. man. I I feel like they would kill us. I just feel like... Because, like, first of all, that's what we do. Like, we when we go anywhere, we take over and we kill, right? And, like, that's what all animals on planet earth do like all living things like they go and they eat and they they feed off of each other they take resources from each other like
2: but you could have like a robot civilization on something like desolate like mars
1: yeah robots that's one thing so yeah if it was robots but if it was like a living you know organism like i'd imagine like the fact that it's even here it would say
2: it i mean but if you are like a living organic thing from another place like Another, like, planet with living organisms is probably going to be, like, a huge disaster for you. I mean, you're going to show up and, like, fucking, like, weird fungus is going to start growing on you. And you're going to be like, what the fuck is this shit? So, uh, there's,
1: these, there's these books called, like, The Three-Body Problem, I think. Or, like, there's these books by, I think there's guy named Lee Sinsu.
2: Sure. I mean I've heard of the three body problem which is basically like
1: like if if like a life form finds other life out in space like it attacks that right like it eliminates it because if there's life out there and you can find it then it could find you and if it finds you it could kill you like kill them before they kill you essentially
2: I mean that's not the three body problem I know but I, it could be a co-opted into like a sci-fi story mm. um I mean it depends I've heard others where like You know, if you encounter, like, a species or a a group where they have some kind of, like, violent tendency where you think they're going to be, you know, problematic, basically you just isolate them, and I don't know.
0: That book or whatever, that sci-fi series, The Three-Body Problem, I want to say that's in development as a TV show for Netflix by, like, those guys that uh, developed uh, the original Game of Thrones TV show. I'm,
2: I'm not, not sure. Sh- heard of it? You don't know the author?
0: No, I'm not even sure what it's about. But it's apparently like a you know a popular sci-fi book. Yeah. Um, should we check out the manifesto round one?
2: Uh, this is actually a story from last week, and so I don't have all the details. This is I've heard this a couple different ways. I've heard it what happened in Afghanistan. I've heard happened in Pakistan. I don't know if it's false news, fake news, true news. But the story is there's a guy and. Um, His donkey gets loose, and it goes into a mosque. And there's basically one or two religious leaders, and they kill the donkey. And and the farmer gets, you know, he's irate. And so he goes into this mosque, and he kills, like, 13 people or something. Damn. (laughs) And so, like, he does this, and he leaves.
0: He's definitely like the John Wick of with a donkey
2: instead of a puppy. John Wick's donkey. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so... The people in the mosque, they're irate, and they they band together, and they go to this guy's village, and they kill like thirty-five people, and like it was like thirty women and like a few other people. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, like forty, fifty people died over this this donkey. Jeez, where was this at? I've, I, I've heard it, it was Afghanistan. I've heard it's Pakistan. So God, there's damn. a couple different sources, but the
0: Middle East anyway. Yeah. Mm. Man, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> the man loves his donkey. Mm. Like, first of all, like, it's fucked up that they would have killed the donkey instead of just, like, getting it out of their church right. or whatever. It's fucked up that, like, he would be, like, saddened enough or angry enough over it that he would kill 13 people. And then, like, for them to, in kind, like, then, like, murder
1: a whole village or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they killed a village. Like, n- Are they even related to that guy? Like, do they just go to where he lives and like his neighborhood and be like, "Let's just kill random people here." I guess
2: it's like you gotta get your retribution. And what?
1: This definitely wasn't a turn the other cheek religion. (laughs) They killed a bunch of women, the easiest people to kill. They're just trying to get the numbers up. Yeah, man, kill the women and children first. Mm.
2: Although I didn't hear about any children,
1: (laughs) that is a really first of all. Okay. That is a bad look for a mosque, to kill the donkey in the first place. And then, okay, yeah, this guy definitely went John Wick and killed a bunch of people in that mosque, which is nuts. But then the mosque killed 40 people in the village. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) did they kill him?
2: It, I, I, it didn't say that they actually got the guy.
1: That's what it sounds like. They didn't get him. They just went to the village. <laughs> <and killed him. laughs> so now he's going to kill the whole church. <laughs> yeah. He's going to come back even now in. That, <laughs>
2: vi- that That village has to band together. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make a movie out of this one, dude. Yeah. yeah. It goes and kills everybody in their county. <laughs> A county bands together and goes and kills everybody in their state. <laughs> the whole country gets killed off over this donkey.
1: <laughs> this guy starts World War Three.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Donkey wars. <laughs> the ass
0: herd round the world. Putin's yeah. <laughs> just sitting there on his button.
1: After that, like after World War Three, people will be like, "So sacred are donkeys. Nobody shall ever touch one again."
2: All right. <laughs> I heard that like uh, donkeys are still popular um, with like herders and stuff because like they have this weird instinct where they don't like anything like dog related. So they'll kill coyotes and wolves and they'll like, they will hunt them down and kill them. Donkeys? Donkeys. Mm. Like they're, they do not like them. Mm. Like instinctively, just anything dog related. Mm. They're not having it. Well, guys, speaking of ass, should we get into our She-Hulk review? I thought you were going to get into Angela (laughs) Lansbury. We
0: already talked about that.
1: (laughs) We can talk a little bit more. I've been watching this uh, YouTube channel where this girl, a lot of her content is reviews of Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) That's a lot of content. There's so much murder in Murder, She Wrote. Like Everybody she knows is getting either accused of murder or there's some sort of... Like, Wow, th- she lives in she, she's nowhere. She's like a
2: straight-up forced Gump of murder. Yeah. Well,
0: that's like one of the jokes out there. Is like, is she murdering all these people? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's the the one common denominator <laughs> yeah, in all these stories. <laughs> she's she's
2: just framing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, then like, she's like, it was him
0: with the pillows. <laughs> we should make another show that's basically like. How she framed every person.
2: <laughs> 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 and they never caught me. You know how and like, they're like best friends that are like retarded cop with like, oh, good job.
0: <laughs> you know, like Columbo had that gimmick where like Columbo always opens where it actually shows you the it's not, not a murder mystery, they show you the murder murder, like committing the murder. And then, like, the rest of the episode is, oh, how's Columbo going to figure it out? How's he going to outsmart him? Oof. So, like, Murder, She Wrote could be, like, the opening is, like, her framing the person. <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess the rest of it would just be her getting away with it yeah,
1: successfully. Right. <laughs> like, she's
2: got to Walter White her way out of this murder.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it would be entertaining, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're just watching a villain get worse and worse. <laughs>
2: I'd watch. I'd give it a chance.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Should we now finally get into the finale of She-Hulk?
1: Oh. If we have to.
0: <laughs> Be prepared. She-Hulk episode nine entitled, Whose Show Is This? Not mine, I don't think. Mm. It. Yeah, I mean, cool. I'm, I'm still actually processing this episode a little bit because like, we'll get into it but there's a lot the implications of what happens in this episode are mind-boggling um okay there, there's so much I, yeah, yeah yeah it's we'll we'll get go. into all of it uh, so we start uh, jen has a dream uh, that's basically an ode to the the 1970s hulk show
2: which i i kind of like that part of me was like the entire show should have been this <laughs> might have been better yeah, it probably would have been better
0: <laughs> um she, uh, after that dream, she awakens in prison because uh, they had to reuse that set that Emil was in prison. Right. <laughs> and she's greeted by her friends, her lawyer friends. Uh, Jen, she wants to go after the bad guys, but Miss Book tells her to take a plea deal, which involves her putting on the inhibitor bracelet. Um, so it's it's on the news that, yeah, she she can't be Hulk anymore, she Hulk anymore. And I guess I mean she's cleaning out her office, so I guess it got her fired from her job Yay. too. Yeah. Um, fired. They don't actually look like show her boss firing her, but you know she's cleaning out her office and everything. Uh, Jen is hounded by the media, and so that causes her to move in with her parents. But does that even do her any good? Because in the news, it shows the news is camped out at her parents' house because her dad, perfect strangers, dad is like, you know, running them off with his hose or whatever.
2: Well, part of me is like, okay, you can't afford rent anymore, so uh, yeah, I think you can save some money on rent. And just, oh, is like, that what the implication yeah. was?
0: It, I don't like know. she didn't have money
1: anymore. Yeah, her, that was my right. Her out. dad says like, uh, if you can't find a job, you can always stay with us. Oh, okay,
0: I mean, it just I never know what the time frames on this show is like because it's not like she would ran out of money like immediately, right. you know, but, or your lease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jen and Nikki um, have, like, you know, a traditional, like, conspiracy board with the tacks and the strings and all these yeah. pictures of intelligentsia. So, they're they're trying to, like, figure out who's behind it all. So, at
2: this point, like, the entire, like, season I've been, like, who's going to be the bad guy? And it's, like, okay, we're going to have to – like, all these plot problems where we like, it's not building up at anything. It's, like, who's going to be the bad guy? And so, finally, like, it's intelligentsia. And we're, like, okay, we thought that was a possibility. It's yeah, I guess. And uh, let's see how it plays out. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> let's see how it plays out. <laughs> Not well. Um, Jen says that um,
0: basically there's a bunch of intelligentsia uh, It's kind of comprised of all these, like, offshore shell companies, making it very difficult to find out, like, who's in charge or whatever. Um, so Nikki kind of suggests that, you know, like, oh, they need to get these guys uh, – With violence or something And Jen's like No I'm gonna take him down But I'm gonna do it legally With my lawyer Expertise Um So that shithead Guy Dennis From like the earlier episode
2: Dennis He
0: he goes on the news And and says that Jen used to date He and Jen used to date And that she was a psycho Long before she got to Super (laughs) (laughs) Call back to Him being just a horrible Person Man (laughs) There's a scene where Jen's in bed and she's like, um, she's kind of lamenting the fact that um, she's not able to turn into She-Hulk anymore, even though that's you know what she thought she wanted in the previous episode. Uh, Jen texts Bruce, but he's unavailable. So then she texts Emil, but he's also unavailable. Um. So she decides she's just going to drive to Emil's house. Because I, I guess in that previous episode, he said, like, she could swing by anytime. Whenever, yeah. yeah. so she,
2: At, like, 12 p.m. She's like, oh, it's, uh, <laughs> or that's, is it a.m. or p.m.? Oh, yeah, I forget. But a.m. would be. At 12 o'clock midnight, right? o'clock, she's like, I'm going to go see Emil because he said anytime. time. Um, oh, so there's one small
0: scene, like, before it, where, like, to embarrass Jen, um, her mom gave Nikki this video of her, like, partying and dancing around yeah, yeah. in college. The
2: the crazy dance video where she, like, slaps her own butt.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Nikki decides to upload this video um, to Intelligentsia um, as bait to, like, attract them. Right. And I put she's instantly, like, not even a second goes by, and she's instantly invited to this private Intelligentsia she's- meeting. She is a trusted unit of this group now. But Intelligentsia sends her message that says, bro. So they just assume that she must be a guy. Must be. So she's like, oh, I'm going to get Pug on the case.
2: Hey, Pug. (laughs) I, I need a favor, even though I'm insulting you all the time. Um, so, Wait, what's his name? Did his name have part "Pug"? Was part of his name? <laughs> it, his
0: last name was like Pug Puglioso or something. Okay, like yeah.
2: That. So slightly logical,
0: not <laughs> purely insulting. <laughs> um, so she shows up at Emil's house, and she's greeted by Wrecker, and they do kind of do this like red herring thing with him, where you're like, "Is he gonna do something?"
2: Right. You never trust him because you're like, "Well, he's part of this shit heel group," and then like. It's always questionable why he was in this group at all. So yeah. Um, so
0: Pug and Nikki show up at the meeting, and Pug is wearing an earpiece, um, so that Nikki can still kind of talk to him, although it starts to like cut out. Um so Todd ends up being at this meeting, and Todd admits to Pug that he is the leader of intelligentsia. Dun dun dun. He's the Hulk King. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> It's all coming together.
0: Which I mean, AJ, you kind of called it with this guy being a a bad guy, but like we thought he was going to be an underling and not like the main dude.
1: Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah.
0: By the way, now that we know like he's the main dude in that scene, like you know, was it last episode? The one where him and She Hulk were at dinner and he was like hitting on her. Do we think he had even more ulterior? Motives that, like, if he, if she would actually, like, if she would have actually
2: shown interest in him, like, would Would he have gone for it? Yes, exactly. (laughs) You think the rejection is a key point in this? uh...
0: You know, and they also made a a point of it last episode to show um, Todd talking to her boss, that Mr. Holloway guy. So I was like, well, are they going to make him a bad guy? But he wasn't even in this episode.
2: Yeah. So weird. There's so much stuff that doesn't, it's not even close to making sense. Um,
0: so Wrecker gives Jen some tea. And again, I was like, oh, is this tea going to knock her out? You
2: know? Um, yeah. Why would she take drinks from this guy? She knows, she has like no, like. Uh, well, there was that one therapy session and they all became friends. Yeah. There's no barrier there. She's just like, yeah, okay. I'll trust you again. Um, so Wrecker
0: tells Jen that Emile's down at the lodge. Which, of course, ends up being the place where this meeting is taking place. Um, So, Emil is a guest speaker at the
2: event and arrives as
0: Abomination.
2: Why would he, like, center to that? Like, why wouldn't he try to misdirect her? Well, I have another question here. So, like, at this
0: point in the story, we're like, oh, are they going to heel turn Emil? It certainly seems like it. We find out in short order that, no, he's not really a bad guy. But he's like... But then, if that's the case... Why is he talking to these guys that you would think he
2: knows to be shitheads? Well, this is so monumentally like just stupid and ridiculous. So it involves like um, in this group session, like the the guy comes out as the 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 king or what was he?
0: Oh yeah, Todd uh, Holt
2: King, Holt King. But like also he's like yeah, Emil put this together, so it ties in Emil as being like a bad guy, and he shows up at the session or whatever. And it just it, so. I was very confused about that. It's, it's so really. stupid because <clears throat> so here's the story we're supposed to believe. Emil was in prison for I don't know how many years. Busted out periodically by Wang, but Wong. going <laughs> Wang. Last time it was Wu, this time it was Wang, <laughs> but it's actually Wong. I'm, it's terrible, poor. Uh, the, This is the most racist I've ever been but uh, on accident. (laughs) But, uh, okay, so Wang. Or Wong. Is it Wang or Wong? Wong. Wong. (laughs) Wong Rhymes with dong. Wong, dong, Wong. Okay, so Wong has done this multiple times. And it, it comes out, like, they build him up to be, like, an okay guy who's done his time. Like, he wants to come out and be a good guy. And then he comes out, and he makes a secret society, like he's a leader in this. And, God, well, we have to get more to to include how stupid this whole storyline is. But, like, yeah, so apparently he's done all of this to come out to be part of this, a leader of this bad group. God, it's is so bad. Well, and, and I don't know
0: if Todd was – Todd – I mean, Todd's the leader of the group, but he made it sound like he was – somewhat in line with emil but that doesn't seem to be the case either i i was very confused well, on this. emil
2: comes to the meeting and he introduces him as like none of this would be possible without emil right
0: he does say something like that
2: so <sighs> so you think emil's the bad guy
1: but i think emil was just like like motivating them like he was like their support system it seems like he wasn't actually like you know but we're gonna why? do this to like, she how
2: could he possibly have this motivation as a character?
1: His his whole thing is to help people, and he was trying to, just trying to help them. You know, like
0: it's so ridiculous. I don't but, know it's stupid, but doesn't he yell something like at these guys? It's like don't ask for permission or something like bad. <laughs> I really don't understand it because it's I couldn't very- get my bearings on what they were trying to do with him.
2: Well, we'll keep going because we're going to talk about him some more.
0: Okay. Um, so Jen shows up, uh, an abomination transforms back into a meal. And, and that he, he very quickly, like, tries to explain to her, oh, oh, yeah. She's like, you're turning back into abomination? And he's like, I swear it's just for, like, these talks or something. Um, Nikki arrives and tells Jen that Todd is the leader of Intelligentsia. Um, Todd's like, yeah, I, I got that Josh guy to take your blood, and now I'm going to get powers. And he injects the stolen blood in his arm, and then he turns into a hulk.
2: At this point, I wasn't sure what was going to happen because in, like, the very first episode, it was revealed that Bruce and her had, like, a specific, like, genetic, like, anomaly right. that allowed them to, you know, go through this transformation. Like, it was something very specific, and now this guy has just, like, taken it, and, and he's, like, transforming, and part of me is, like, maybe he's just going to, like, explode.
0: Yeah, they kind of teased yeah. that something like that might happen, which would have been more entertaining, to be honest.
2: So, okay, yeah. So, we're he, at this point, it's okay. So, he's transforming.
0: So, now stuff just keeps getting sillier and sillier. Uh, Titania Kool Aid man's through the wall.
2: <laughs> and she's going to be a good guy in this transaction. Uh,
1: I mean, this kind of, this whole thing kind of like right here falls apart, right?
2: <laughs> which they do on purpose. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: kind of like, whose line is it anyway? It's all made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> um,. Todd tries to attack Jen, but Emile, as Abomination again, moves her out of harm's way. So there he's being a good guy.
2: Right. That's another weird part because he moves from one to the other where he's like kind of picks her up and he's almost being protective after being like a key player. It's so weird.
0: Now, Bruce shows up and I guess he thinks the Abomination assumes the Abomination is like uh, doing bad or something. So he starts fighting uh, the abomination. So then Jen uh, breaks the fourth wall. And I wrote, Jen tells us that none of these storylines make sense. And now, uh, okay. Yeah, so she breaks the wall and she's basically like, this doesn't make sense. And now this is where things get off the rails.
2: So I think this is a good place to pause. Okay. So all this is happening. It's going to shit. And like all these good guys start appearing and other characters. And so she breaks the wall. The fourth wall, and she's like, "This all seems like a big load of bullshit, right?" And we're like, "Yeah, it does. It, it seems like a big stinky pile of bullshit that's, <laughs> right. that's going to go in some weird stinky bullshit way, and like everything's not making sense." And I, essentially, what this is, this is the writers, and we've been talking about. It. They built, they came up to a corner. They haven't put in the work to have. Some decent plot. Some build up to something. And they're like what the fuck are we going to do with this. And everybody in the audience is like. What are the fuck are they going to do with this. They haven't set anything up. They haven't put anything in motion. They have all these weird loose ends. And they're like what are we going to do with all these weird loose ends. How are we going to make this into a final episode. And they're like oh I know. Let's go meta. And let's pretend like this is all a thing. And we'll just slop it into one big fucking, you know, shit pile. And they found out a way to do it. And this is where we keep going.
0: I mean, I feel like if I was in this writer's room, I would have either quit or been asked to leave very quickly because... Well, they're I, not in the writer's room yet, but they're
2: they're Well, going.
0: I, I mean the actual writer's room of this show.
2: Yeah. Because... And we're going to see this in depth. <laughs> because I feel like many times...
0: In this show, especially here, some writer was like, oh, this would be very creative. And, I, I, you know, if I was there, I'd be like, well, yeah, but if you think about it for half a second, it doesn't make any. And they would have been like, it's genius. I'd be like, damn it. <laughs> um, but okay. So, yeah, she's saying all that. All of a sudden, like the, the screen kind of freezes and we get kind of this like fake Disney Plus menu.
2: So there's there's one other thing, like when they're in this big group. This is kind of before like all the good guys show up, like all because it's all intelligentsia. It's just a bunch of guys and they're all like they're bringing up all these points of why this show is garbage. (laughs) And like the writers are trying to comment on this from their point of view of like why all these toxic people are trying to say all these bad things and why it's, you know, irrelevant that they're bringing up these points. So, they're still trying to hang on to that storyline, or that kind of moralistic point, and then they're going to break out of it and try to approach it again, which is where we're at.
0: Yeah, so, I'll try to make sense of this, but it's nonsensical. So, we get kind of this fake Disney Plus menu. Um, She-Hulk, like, breaks out of, like, the the picture of her show or whatever. Right,
2: literally breaking through the show. Right.
0: This is a fourth wall breaking as meta as it gets. And then she sees, like, this thumbnail that's of, like, a kind of, like, behind-the-scenes Marvel-type show. Right. So she goes in there, and so now she's basically in our world. She's at the Marvel Studios. Um, And so she goes, and she breaks into the actual She-Hulk writer's room.
2: Right. So she's getting directly in their space. We get to see them. Here it is. (laughs) Um, so
0: yeah, she's criticizing the bad and formulaic writing of this finale saying like, Oh yeah, you're going to make a, another like Hulk for me to fight like a, you know, a mirror of myself.
2: Right. Basically all the bullshit that's gone into the show up to this point. Yes. Um, it's so hard. There's so much to like try to, there's so much like psychology behind this. that It's painful. And she's like asking them
0: basically to change it. And they're like, well, we can't do that. That's what Kevin wants. And so, again, another meta thing is, like, a reference to Kevin Feige, um, you know, the leader of... Yeah, I was wondering about that pronunciation. Yeah. Um, oh, God, this is so bad. <laughs> um, so, She-Hulk's like, well, I want to meet and, and talk to Kevin. And they're like, nobody gets to meet Kevin or whatever.
2: And more than that, one of the characters is like, I will literally kill you. Because apparently, as a writer, he has the, the ability to kill her. And at this point, it's kind of revealed... I think unintentionally that the writers are the real villains of this show. <laughs> you don't have to tell
0: me twice. <laughs> um, so yeah, she goes to meet Kevin. These there's these security guards that try to stop her, but she just like easily defeats them, no problem. So we find out Kevin, and and I could see this because I I was watching with subtitles on, so it's. You know, Kevin is an acronym. There's a period in between oh, they all actually the show letters. You yeah. that. That, that's kind of a spoiler. Um, so, Kevin is a robot, which stands for Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnectivity Nexus.
2: Okay, so pause here. Like, she says she's going to go get Kevin. She's going to talk to Kevin, and they're all like trying to stop her or whatever. And, like, you see, okay, she's going to go see Kevin, which everyone's like, okay, she's, we've gone to the writers. It's time to go to Kevin Fahey, whatever. And you're like, okay, so here's Kevin Fahey. And then she shows up and it's Kevin the robot. And you're like, well, this was so good. (laughs) And I think they pitched it as probably she was going to see Kevin Fahey. But, like, he did not want his name anywhere (laughs) near this fucking pile of horse shit. And he's like, let's try Kevin the... uh... Kevin the Robot.
0: I, I don't know. I, I've heard like he's one of those guys that doesn't really like the spotlight. So I'm assuming they never had him on board. It's, it's
2: possible. But it was definitely like in my mind that's who he was, she was going to see. And I was just like... It's just like... That
0: would have still been terrible, just the fact yeah, that she's Yeah, it would here. have been awful.
2: But they, they at least broke my expectations, which usually is a good thing. I don't know. But Kevin the Robot. So they start to talk... Um, Oh yeah, Kevin tells
0: She Hulk to change back to Jen, and and to do it off camera because the effects are too expensive. Right, right. God.
2: <laughs> Which I was like, uh, yeah, thanks for explaining that. So, also, how did she had that inhibitor? Did it explain like how she got uh, past the? Uh,
0: I don't think it ever did. Yeah, it just happened. Um, so I wrote the character of Jen somehow knows all about the Marvel universe. And so this is the thing I really have an issue with. So, because she, she starts talking to Kevin, and she's like, she starts talking about like how a lot of people say the Marvel movies are formulaic and all this. I forget exactly what she says, but she's talking about
2: right, Marvel. She's, she's moved beyond being in the universe, and
0: on the screens behind her are like the movies playing and, and shit like that.
2: However, whatever happens, she's in the metaverse.
0: Right. He, he, here's the thing: she's essentially talking to her God. But not only that, how does it make sense that she basically knows that her universe is fake? Or she, you know what I mean? She, her character. That's so
2: painful. I, I fucking hate Mattis so much anyway.
0: I mean, sometimes if it's just like a sly reference, but when it's worked into a show like this, yeah. you start thinking about it and you're like, it makes no sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Th- this means this whole show. Like she knew.
1: She true. knew she was in a show.
2: You know what you I mean? You pretty much have to come to that conclusion. Yeah, but
1: she's... I mean, she kind of... Whenever she breaks the fourth wall, she always, like, you know, says something that kind of makes it sound like she knows she's in the show anyway.
2: I <sighs> i mean, I'm definitely biased. I hate the fuck... It. The fourth wall stuff, I was like, okay, I can deal with it. But the meta stuff, it never fucking works. I always hate it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, just
0: the implications of her knowing this. Like, why is she
2: ever surprised? I mean... I yeah, so now the story is she can write whatever she wants and do whatever she wants. Which there's there's also a line like she's where Kevin is, like says something about her going to the big screen. And she's like really, and he's like no. I mean that line was kind of funny. <laughs> well, it, it was probably the funniest line, but at the same time you're like I can see where this is going nowhere. So I now mean, let me, let me go through. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Go, yeah.
1: No, good. Right,
0: I want to see. Well, I just was gonna go through this, and then we can kind of come back to it. but um, So she play, pleads her case to Kevin that the show is very formulaic and doesn't have to end so, predicti- so predictably. Uh, she convinces Kevin to take away Todd's powers, so he goes from Hulk back to Todd, remove Bruce completely. He doesn't need to be there. She says she wants to hold Emil accountable, uh, which will come into play here in a few minutes, uh, and she wants to change uh, from nighttime to daylight because why can't the... It, take place in the day. Um, she also like mentions that like, Oh, I like that daredevil guy. He's dreamy. Bring him back. Um, so I, here's where they kind of try to future proof themselves. Kevin says, Jen won't be able to ever access him again. Um, so now she Hulk returns to the new ending where Todd is being arrested. Uh, she transforms, uh, into Jen and tells him that she'll see him in court. And then Daredevil shows up like she requested. Um, Emile agrees to go to prison for 10 years for violating his parole. So he's being held accountable. Um, So now Jen has a barbecue with her family and Matt. Uh, Bruce shows
2: up uh, with his son Scar. So that's where he went. We we had talked about that. So I was actually like, I was glad we talked about that. And it actually happened. I was like, all right, we
0: did. Something actually paid off. Right. Um, so now, um, Jen is allowed to be She-Hulk again and she goes back to work and then we get an after credit scene where basically Wong helps Emile escape from prison and go to that, uh, what is it? Commortage or. Uh,
1: that tournament? Is that word?
0: Where... Well, it's, it's whatever they call that place that Dr. Strange took place, that, um, city they live in or whatever. Yeah, Commortage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, this, this is what's bugging me. It's like, Emil's character, the motivations, the sequence of actions, none of it makes, like, a touch of sense to me. Like, he stays in jail for a number of years, going in and out, I guess as he pleases, but he does this for the sole purpose <laughs> of being, like, this shitty side character in Jen's story, where he does this weird, like thing where he sets up some bullshit in her storyline that never pays off. He goes back to jail of his own accord and then uh, Wong <laughs> Wong like immediately busts him out and he's like okay whatever and they're they're off and he's like oh do you have any like Wi-Fi where you're going because he didn't have any in his little retreat or something. It's so just weird and stupid like his entire like he has no motivation that could ever makes sense for this storyline. It's just, I hate it, and I want to like him, and I want him to be an important character. It's just nonsense.
0: It it would have been, up until this last episode, where they have this nonsensical turn with him, like, I I just didn't understand,
2: like, okay, he's still a good guy. Well, it could have been the thing, like, up to then, where he got out on his own accord, and he's doing this good thing, or whatever, but then they turn him into the pseudo-bad guy, and he like he repents by going back to prison, which he's immediately taken out of. It's
0: just—I like... mean, the, the only thing—and they don't say this, so you'd only have you'd have to assume it on your own—is that he knows these guys are bad guys, and like, but he wants to talk to him to try to talk some sense into them. But it didn't seem like that's what he was doing.
2: But how much? How long ago would he have had to have known that's what he was doing to spend like ten years in prison? Because now that he he goes back to prison, like he has no like. Um, no problem just leaving and going with Wong. And I, I don't... It's, it's just, there's no way to tie it together.
0: And I don't think we understand his relationship with Todd at all. They didn't explain it. Right. Because yeah. Todd is a bad guy. I mean, obviously. And Emil would know that. There's no, like, there's no logical connection. It's just complete garbage. But still, the thing I'm hung up on most is just the meta stuff. Because even before she turned into Hulk... I mean, she has a superpower. Basically, I mean, to be able to
2: know—I guess that's a, the a, secrets a of her cars. universe. She knows. She knows exactly how to break out of her movie and go approach this. And I mean, she's she's essentially
0: like a, a multiverse jumper.
2: Kind At of. At this point, yeah. I mean, you have to give her that because she's already done it. Except they've told her she can't do it again. <sighs> Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's it's hard to tell. you We how can't much leave I just this door
1: this. open because it's fucking stupid. I just think the whole thing was just a throwaway.
0: I mean, I was going to ask you, uh, what what did you think about the meta aspect of it? Her actually coming
1: into our world, like it doesn't. Do you? Th- I don't know. Part of me, I know this show is made ahead of time, and this episode was written out and acted, and everything was done ahead of time, like right. before we even saw, like before we saw the first episode. But it feels almost like they saw the negative reviews and said, let's phone it in and like, you know.
2: I felt this was definitely sculpted to other issues that happened inside the show while it was happening. Like how people were reacting to it? Right. I don't,
1: it doesn't feel
2: like this was written
1: all prior. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, because he even says like some of these shows are going to be hit and miss, you know, blah, blah. It almost seems like they're reacting to how people reacted to this show
2: they definitely definitely devote one especially when they're talking to the writers it was like they were trying to find a way to write this off i
0: mean these, these shows are done far enough ahead of time but it, i i can't imagine they added any like from the from the time we saw episode 1 they couldn't have
2: i don't think they would have added anything is what i'm saying hmm. like they would have had to known how shitty it was going and how pe- what people were saying about the show and the negative reaction to it to I mean, if you wrote that before, (laughs) like what was you? You would have to have been like, what was the point? You'd have to have a premonition. Like, if that's the case, it would would have required like a level of genius that I don't even understand.
0: You know, you you know what? I think annoys me about this show is, you know, I get tired of like hearing people like, you know, news stories about people bitching about nonsense on social media like incessantly, and this show. And we've talked about it, harps on taking down basically, like, toxic males. And don't get me wrong, like, those people exist, they're shitty, and I don't mind this show maybe talking about them a little bit, but it's constant. And you feel like you're being lectured to, like, throughout this whole season, it felt like we were being lectured to.
2: Like, I can't imagine them writing this final episode without having some kind of input from the other episodes that they... that move them in a certain direction. I mean this it wasn't all filmed before they released it, right?
1: I would think that's so. That's the impression you think it was. Most could. TV shows are. I mean, the special effects, all the stuff they have to put into it like Cuz I felt
2: like it was self-referential like
1: <laughs> I don't know. It did seem like that's what I was thinking too. It seemed like it was so reactionary like
2: Yeah, it felt like you they were reacting. Yeah. Which I mean, if they pre-wrote that... That's with, some foresight. That is incredible foresight and, like, defensiveness. It's, it's... Yes,
0: yeah, it's the show is very defensive. But, like, the main villain, and Intelligentsia, like, they're the embodiment of,
2: like, trolls
0: online. And I'm just like, uh, do we need to keep coming back to this?
2: Well, I mean, it's, at this point in the game, they had to come back to it because they didn't have any other story. Yeah. But I just... Th- the whole meta thing and her coming into I, our world. I mean, could that be it? The, like the story fell apart in their hands and they're like, we need to write a few more episodes and this is where we're going. And like, they realized that the story had fallen apart and then they're just like, okay, it fell apart. So now what do we do? <laughs> I, I mean, the writing is so bad.
0: The the, the meta stuff her coming to our world, it, it it breaks your brain if you think about it for even a couple seconds. And for them to—and they knew that, which is why they threw in that line of Kevin being like, oh, you won't be able to access me again.
2: Well, that, that's the same thing with them coming back to the writer's room, and the writers are like, well, we thought it was good. And, and then they list out a lot of the problems with it, and you're like, they know they're having story issues and really bad ones.
0: I mean, I still think the, the actual writer's room thinks this was fucking genius. An
2: original. Maybe.
0: It was original, I guess, but it's not good because it's illogical.
1: It was just a clusterfuck. Yeah, it was a mess.
2: The only thing I like is that the Hulk's got a son, which we thought he might. Yeah. And I'm interested to see that story.
1: Yeah, I mean, if there's anything that came out of this show, it's that it was a vessel for some... Your plot development for Well, the another Hulk.
2: thing is, I I think Wu and uh, or not Wu and Wong, <laughs> <Jesus>. Wong. <laughs> I keep calling <laughs> Wu Wang, Wong, <laughs> wee-hee, But uh, yeah, Wong. I'd like to see more of the Wong and the um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Wu. Emil. Yeah, Emil. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see more of that, and it seems pretty obvious they are going to do something with that. So, uh. I
0: mean, I wouldn't want to see a whole show of those two.
2: I. I I mean, they might get folded into another show, but I, I would like to see more of them
0: together. He'll he'll probably just make a cameo in, like, a Doctor Strange movie or
2: something. The thing is, there were points where I thought Emil was going to be a very interesting character, but this particular storyline, I, I thought they really... It was a hot mess. But if you put him in the hands of another writer, he's still got a lot of freedom to go in interesting
1: directions. I don't know, but he, he could potentially be on the Thunderbolts, right? Because, like he is super powered and he is kind of like an in between you know good and evil kind of guy and
0: i mean i guess he would fit the thunderbolts team in that respect but i i think they've kind of already announced their lineup and oh, he wasn't yeah. on it yeah. doesn't mean they aren't holding back a couple surprises so.
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean wong weaves has been weaving in and out of so many storylines yeah by the way
0: you know how the guy that um william hurt the guy that played thunderbolt ross he he died Oh. <clears throat> the rumor is that uh, they're going to get Harrison Ford to play that part.
2: Harrison Ford's getting old, man.
0: He is. He's getting up
1: there. Wasn't he uh, <clears throat> the the drill sergeant in Captain America? Though no, that was uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Lee
2: oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Right, right. Yeah. Jeez, I don't remember that. Tommy Lee Jones is like like so. There's like side stories of being like a very serious asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see that. He,
0: he's. He, what I hear he, he's very serious and very curmudgeonly.
2: Very serious, yeah. Like a very like a grumpy old man. Yeah. <laughs> stereotype. Oh,
1: that's no fun.
2: <laughs> but I mean he's good and he can fit a lot of roles, so. Yeah, I just I don't even know what my final thoughts on this show. I just hate it
1: and like this
2: was like the keystone of my
1: hatred. Yeah, I feel really let down by cuz like they I felt like they missin they miss uh informed us on what this show would be you know like if it was just going to be some throwaway that you don't have to like invest your critical thinking into and like trying to understand where it's what's going on and everything then you just put it on the background that's one thing but if it's like you know we're told that this is this is a marvel show it's going to count like you know it's going to yeah. matter and what whatever else is going on out there and we're, like, reading into it and trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And, you know, it wasn't WandaVision. It wasn't Loki. It was, it was just some blah show that they really didn't put a lot of effort into going anywhere.
2: I mean, if they were going to do it, I, I would either completely reboot or just, like, get an entirely different set of writers and go a different direction. I mean, I'd walk in there and be like everybody's fired. Everybody's fucking fired. And, and that would be that would how, it be how I started the first episode in the meta space. And then I would leave it forever. Actually,
0: you know what scene I wish they would have added that would have at least made a little bit of sense going forward is if there was a scene maybe with Kevin and the people of the writer's room being like, okay, you're going to write her so that she – doesn't have this omniscient like power. It's so hard never to walk did, away from it or now. You're gonna retcon this, basically. <laughs> you're gonna retcon this shitty thing we just wrote so it doesn't affect the universe going forward.
2: <laughs> like you start the next episode of the season with like flashbacks to this episode, and then she wakes up and is like, oh, that was a horrible dream. <laughs> can what? Uh, what the fuck do you do with this? It's such a it's such a blemish on the like the entire universe.
1: It's just garbage. So like. Are they going to make a season 2? <laughs> God, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't think it was good enough to warrant another one. <laughs> I don't think. I'm so
0: curious that. what the ratings were. I mean, with the streaming stuff, you don't know. But again, just like with Miss Marvel, which we really didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like it, it. seems like audience reaction has been
2: mostly positive.
1: I'm surprised.
2: I think if you just like optioned her and pulled her out and put her in into the active universe and let somebody else write them, maybe.
0: She definitely needs a different writer behind her. Our group of writers. This writers' room, boy, it did not it do it sucked. for me. It sucked bad. You know, between Hawkeye,
2: Miss Marvel, and this show, I don't even know. I where hated I did. both of them. This one's at the bottom. Like, I think I gave them like a two and a three. I'm zero. It, it it's
0: tough because just like with Hawkeye, I was like, I was like, uh, this isn't great, but like I've seen worse. And then it got to the, this la- the last episode, and I'm like, boy, that was really
1: bad. Yeah, I mean, only thing I can give Hawkeye is that at least it was consistently one show the whole time.
2: (laughs) It was more of like one storyline. It was more consistent. Uh, It 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 wasn't
0: as bad as this. Yeah, it wasn't. I hated what they did with Kingpin. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that was
0: anger-inducing.
2: No, I mean, I think I like Kingpin a lot, and I I feel like they did not do him justice. But I really thought Hawkeye was going to be the bottom of
1: the barrel. I thought the best part of this show was Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The one thing I'll say about this show over, like, Miss Marvel is, like, even though I I didn't like either of them, I felt like this show at least was more entertaining than Miss Marvel, which I just thought was kind of bland and at times offensively stupid. Well, this show is offensively stupid at points, too, but...
1: Yeah, I just felt Miss Marvel was, like, for... It was really kid-oriented. This was at least geared towards adults, but...
2: I gotta say, this is under Miss Marvel for me. This is <sighs> bottom of the bucket for me. I, I hate Meta so much, and then it was just so bad altogether.
0: If there's I mean, just a meta reference, like sometimes that's fine with me. Um, but like this, yeah, this did not work for me. I don't know okay. about what you thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was expect when I when I first went into the show, I thought it'd be cool, like Deadpool, you know, like sure she breaks the fourth wall, you know, that might be interesting, but. Uh, The way she does it It's not fun It's not clever It's not You know She's not like Deadpool In that sense So
2: You're right Every time she fourth walls It's never funny or anything Yeah
0: And the other thing with Deadpool Is you can almost write off The fourth wall breaking is Oh he's crazy
2: (laughs) Yeah He's he's talking to himself As much as Yeah Right
0: Yeah It's not like it was portrayed In In this show You know Mm -hmm. Um Boy Guys Any final thoughts Uh, On on She-Hulk
1: Well it birthed us Scar So we're going to see The son of Hulk Where that goes I'm interested in What happens there I'm
2: interested in that Hulk has had like So many different turns In his character Probably Maybe more than Anybody
1: else The most development For sure
2: And like I find that I I really like that Because like At first He's like the most Flat character And I really don't Like him that much Mm -hmm. He's like He's one dimensional He's angry You know, he's Hulk smash. And now he's gone through, like, kind of all these transitions. And now he's got a son. Um, I don't know. I've become... I've I've definitely softened towards the Hulk. Like, he was... Probably, like, during the Avengers, he was one of my least favorite characters. And now I've really come to enjoy him.
0: Now, are you guys more interested... Would you guys be more interested in a series that explored, you know, those missing years when he was in space? And, like, how did... How did this son come to be and what's that story? Or would you guys rather be like, oh, what's Hulk and Son together like?
2: Well, I think they'll have to give us some of that backstory. I don't think I need it all. But yeah, I I would see mainly the story with the two together and maybe enough backstory to make it interesting.
1: Yeah, but I they would have to explain why Hulk didn't tell Thor anything, you know, like he, he lived this whole right, whole life did- with all these events and everything. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's, that is a question, like, when exactly did this happen? Because it, it doesn't seem like it would have happened while he was training with the Grandmaster. No.
0: It, it would have happened between um, Age of Ultron, which is where he left, and before Thor Ragnarok.
2: That's a weird space. Yeah. Um, but
0: that's when it would have had to happen. Yeah, That's when he was in, in space or whatever.
2: I mean, you also have the question of, like, how did he find out? I don't know. It's, well... It's- that's uh,
0: what happened in the case. I mean, that's what we assume happened. When like the that's why created. the spaceship was, I guess, trying to find him. That's why they took him. You know, we assume that yeah, happened during probably right. this show. So
2: I don't know. I, I, I I'm curious to see where that goes. Yeah.
0: Of course, maybe She Hulk will just find Kevin again and have him make the sun disappear.
1: <laughs> like. <laughs> I have to admit, the the Scar story, it is a little di- disappointing that he showed up like that. Because, like, if you see his story, like, the actual, like, breakdown of what happened, how he was born. And, you know, it's like this crazy story where Hulk was sent by the Illuminati to Sakaar. Uh He crash-landed there and started a whole new life. And, you know, he meets this lady. And, you know, they have, like, this revolution on the planet because he, she's like a... Uh, She's pretty powerful, and he's powerful, of course. And he's like this champion fighter, and he, he frees these people and forces a, a rebellion and becomes their new leader and everything. And, uh, you know, part of the Scar is born from that, from him meeting that lady. But then there's a, a explosion from the ship that the Illuminati sent uh, Hulk to Scar in. And that explosion kills uh, both his wife and supposedly Scar, the sun. But uh Scar survives in like a, a kind of a crazy like it's, it's like like there's powers involved, you know, like oh, okay. uh, planetary powers. So uh that's how he survives and Hulk doesn't know it, but you know, he it turns out he has a son later on. So uh, maybe they'll come back to that, but
0: Oh yeah, I would assume like it, it'd be weird if they didn't like kind of explain that there's like no, he just has a son
1: now. <laughs> yeah, that they they would be leaving out a lot. So I
0: assume at some point we'll get a show that kind of explores that or yeah. something. Yeah.
2: I'd like to see more She-Hulk just not in this format.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm I would if it's good, yeah, I'm down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I kind of felt that way about like uh you know Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel was like I'm down to see her in other stuff but I don't need more of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so there you have it. We weren't particularly uh fans of this uh, finale of She-Hulk or the show really overall. But if you guys out there liked it, please comment and let us know, like, tell us what we got right. Tell us what we got wrong. I would be very curious to know how people uh, feel about this. Um, oh yeah. We're <laughs> definitely over time. All right. Well, please, uh, uh, after you leave those comments, go ahead, subscribe. If you haven't already to the YouTube channel, um, you can subscribe in audio form on your podcast service of choice uh leave us thumbs up, positive reviews, all that good stuff. And then why don't you come over and talk to us on Twitter? Guys, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: At a name for this too, and that's number two. My
0: gaping
2: anus, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> At twitter.com. I'm gonna follow <laughs> <laughs>
0: And of course, you can find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z A C H J O N E S L I V E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.